Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone in between or irrespective of that binary, welcome back to Don't Cast, Don't Tell, where we actually know when to end our story and not just keep milking for money and to keep our name in the spotlight. We're not going to keep this? We're, 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 not, we're not continuing the college year? So the, the... We're, we're not going to, like, write a school set in a different country that's just lazily and sloppily thrown together. You can call me Elliot because that's my name. I use he, him pronouns and also they, them pronouns. And you can find me on Twitter at Podcaster Elliot. And I'm the Bone Daddy because I've made this show and this sandbox in which my players play. And to introduce the puppets that will be dancing for our audio enjoyment today. Jordan. Oh, Wizards and Witches. Is it Wizards and Witches, Warlocks, Warlocks and, Liches? and Liches? This yeah. might be the last time we use this intro because Elliot didn't oh, use it. Oh, fuck. Yeah. No. My fuck name's Jordan. Me. I use they, she pronouns, and I also play Nia and this episode's intro. You can heckle me at Cuttlefish Tweet or say nice things on Twitter at Fabby underscore Garza. You, you just want to make me blush. That's all you want to do. Is that so bad? No, it's I'll good. Just check me. Yeah. Good girl. I'm just going to introduce myself now. I'm Fabi. You can find me at Fabi underscore Garza. I do a lot of things. But if you want to listen to me and more podcasts, go on. This goes coming up real soon. Probably the week of you listen to this, maybe, where we're starting a whole new season. You can find that at Eidolon, Plate and, and Nikki. That's me, Nikki. I use he, him pronouns. You can find me on Twitter at Manxious Meat Suit. You can hear my voice probably in random things, but why would you want to, aside from here? And all right, Elliot, introduce yourself again. Wizards and witches were like... <laughs> You're welcome. Hey, fuck me. Is it season two yet? There is the sound of a loud siren that rings throughout the canvas of the Shattered Glass Academy for Magical Arts. As the school is thrust suddenly and chaotically into lockdown, the voice of Headmistress Lake comes ringing across the intercom and into the hallways of the school and says, All students, please report to your dorm rooms, secure yourselves safely inside, and do not come out until the signal is given to you. The school is now under direct attack, and the faculty and staff will let you know when it is safe to exit your dorm rooms. This audio plays a couple of times on loop, and I want to find out where we find Luna, Nia, and Raleigh as the school starts going into lockdown. Are you all going to follow your headmistress's instructions? Or what are the three of you doing? Let's say who, who invades in the morning? That's awful. At least wait until after breakfast. Uh, I think Raleigh is probably back in the magic auto, uh, auto shop class. Uh, area where he's doing the final touches on his monstrosity, his automaton 
as we find Raleigh in Magic Auto Shop. What's going on as you hear this request to get to your room and lock yourself safely inside? Are you... I mean, I assume you're not doing that because that wouldn't be very, like, engaging plot. But, I mean, you can if you want to. This can be a short episode. Now, now, Raleigh is going to lift up his welding mask, like turning off the blowtorch. Like, oh, well, I guess I don't have any more time. I really wanted to add, like, something with ninja stars. All right, maybe next time. And he's going to get the, the little paper heart that he had made the night before. And he's going to essentially put the heart in his automaton and hope that it turns on. So this might actually be a roll. Pitch me a school of magic you're using here. So I don't know if like artifice or anything like that particularly falls under one of the the normal schools. Let's is there anything you can kind of fit close to it? This is between summoning and transfiguration, which both use charms, so I'm gonna say a charm magic roll here. Okay. Yeah, it also feels like numerology, so I also think that, like brains or charm would also work, just because it's the idea of like programming and mechanics. Brains or charm both sound appropriate. Ooh. While charm would like be the role that I want because I'm more likely to pass it, I think this would this might be closer to brains purely off the basis that he kind of just engineered this mecha monstrosity. <laughs> I mean, I'm all four players voluntarily nerfing themselves, so let's go with brains. Alrighty. We're gonna call this... Oh, wait, I should look up. I know how this system works. How long do you want this mech to be functional for? I'm going to say one day. Alright. And is this something that Raleigh has ever done before? I think maybe he's worked on, like, a magical car before, but that's, and probably a magical tractor for some reason. Like a magical go-kart? Yes. <laughs> yeah, not, not a full car. Raleigh's not big enough for one of those. But this is, I guess, the closest thing to that. I'll, I'll let you decide whether or not that's fitting or not. Magical go-kart compared to automaton. I'm going to give you a brain's magic roll here. Let's call this a difficulty of eight. Okay, so magic die, magic die, don't fail me. As long as it's not a one, you're good. <laughs> Thanks, Jordan. <laughs> that was, I should have rolled higher. I'm going to use my last adversity to bring <laughs> that to an eight. Damn it, Jordan. Okay, so what's this look like? Is Raleigh, like, climbing in this thing and that sputters to life? Or... Yeah, I think, though, the camera finally shifts where you see what it looks like. And I think the center of it, like, was actually based off a go-kart that he sort of just, like, hastily attached, like, limbs to. So where there would be wheels, there's, like, arms and legs and what his version of, like, a little caged, like, cockpit. And after he puts in the heart, it kind of turns on and he just presses a latch uh, at the very front, opening up the cockpit, gets inside. And now Raleigh is the world's worst Gundam pilot. Describe this 
mech for me. What's this look like? So it's got the like very like large, like British looking arms, mostly kind of looks like scrap metal just sort of pieced together with like uh, the very obvious, like exposed like gears and stuff, like very top heavy, big arms. It has like the tiny little squat legs on one arm. You see what looks like a sword that could potentially like just shoot out. There's a little like pod on the very back where the supposed magic missiles are supposed to fire out of. And I think there are wheels on the legs that can kind of pop out like Heelys because, yes. I love everything about this. <laughs> I think as you move forward inside of this mech, the way it moves, because you only did just barely match your magic roll, I think it looks very similar to like, you know, the early CGI, like reboot or like, the first Toy Story movie where everything was kind of like blocky and junky. Yeah. That's what this thing looks like as it moves. So you know that this thing is going to work. You're not entirely sure for how long. And where are you trying to take this? Like, what's your goal here? Are you just like leaving the library and seeing what happens or... I think before piling it off into any distinct direction, Raleigh's going to text in the group chat like, hey, y'all got a surprise. And then he's going to put a bunch of random unrelated emojis to next. And I guess he's going to see where they're going because he's going to he wants to meet up with them to show off his new invention, which will totally work. All right. Cross fade over to either Luna and or Nia. Where do we find you two as this alarm is starting to go off? I think Luna has been... It, she's been very territorial, so she, I think she's just going where Nia's going today. Yeah, you'll see that there's the potion shop where Nia is not allowed in. You'll see that there's the metal shop with a sign and also a picture of a, a Nia selfie where she's not Wait. allowed in anymore. So you'll see that this time she's in the wood shop. And she is working away off screen. You can just hear the sound of buzzing and whirring from power tools and hammers and little magic poofs here and there. As you can tell, that she's definitely working on something. And she's just occasionally looking over at Luna, asking for her to like bring over tools, screws, or power tools and stuff like that. Mm. He's like, okay, there. It is. I got two masterpieces that I'm working on. And let's see if the, these things work out. First thing here. And then there's like this wooden sword. It's like this one's for Kevin. Because mm. I'm just realizing that he doesn't have like magic or a weapon. So we should give him a magic weapon. That makes sense to me. And this one over here. I think this is what we talked about last time, but it got like cut out. So just in case it does get cut out. She's going to go point over towards, like, you see that there's, like, two skeletal horses, like, have, like, their reins in for in front of a w small wooden chariot that she built. It's like, this is our vehicle. I'm going to call it the Bone Roller. The Bone Roller. Yeah, you know, like, roll them bones. It's a bit of a gamble. And, and not, that's not important. It, yeah, so we got a vehicle there, and I, I just wanted these guys to be decorated. I'm just realizing that, like, I give myself new clothes all the time, but I don't give my horses new clothes, and they deserve better. Luna smiles. I understand. 
And this sword is because I don't know what weapons Kevin is trained in. And mm -hmm. swords are pretty easy. I mean, spears are like the weapon, but you know, swords are the fancy ones for fancy peoples. So you can get a sword. Maybe he never got to have a sword before. So there's like a special moment for him. If he's been like, you know, spear fighting the whole time or something. I guess we will figure it out. Hey. Uh, yeah. You you ready? You yeah. Oh yeah, I've been ready. This is just like <laughs> icing on the cake and oh sure really? Kevin's allowed to have icing. Yeah. Good. Are are you good? I'm nervous. I don't know what's gonna happen. But if you're okay with it, I just wanna be by your side and do what I can. Of course I'd be okay with it. I just wanna make sure you're Okay. Ask me after we're done. All right. She uh, hugs you. Oh, hugs are nice. And we got a text from Raleigh. Where do we want to meet him? Do we think they're going to come in a particular way? Should be. Should we be waiting in our rooms and until something happens? I don't know. Yeah, I I don't really know either. I'd like to be on front lines. I just don't know where those front lines are. And I don't want the teachers to catch us being on the front because they're probably going to be in the front. Yeah. Is there like a tower or somewhere we could go so we could see all of campus? Oh, yeah. There's definitely some sort of tower. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, I think. Okay, so. Peek behind the curtain, one of the very few notes I made in the original document for this school was Astronomy Tower. Mm. So that would probably be your best bet to be able to like see over all of campus. Oh, that's really if you can meet us at the Astronomy Tower? At least that way we can see where the front lines are. I think we got a plan then. Hopefully we just... Hopefully whatever he has isn't too heavy. Yeah, no, he put like a pigeon and a pancake emoji. I'm sure it's still like a big breakfast or something. He can ask for help if he needs it. We can help him get the breakfast up. All right. And then texting over is like, yep, we'll meet at the top of the astro astrology. Yeah, astrology tower. Astronomy. Astronomy? I think it's astronomy. Which one do we do here? I think there's probably classes for both. And I'm going to go ahead and just say that they use the same telescope. Cool, we're going to the star tower. I just imagine these two cliques of students, the astrology kids and the astronomy kids, like, fighting over this... Oh, yeah, they hate each other, and there is, like, a visible, like, black piece of tape across the tower. All right. So, how are you all trying to get to the Astrologonomy Tower? Are you taking the bone roller? Are you all just, like, walking your way there? Because you're supposed to be going back to your dorm rooms. Yeah, I, I think at, as quietly as possible, Neo will like invite Luna on to the bone roller and then they'll like have like a small trot as they make their way there. 
and they realize that the tower is a tower and has stairs and Nia just sighs and like gets off and walks back up. So you'll see like this chariot and two skeletal horses like parked at the bottom of the tower. Yeah, we'll, we'll just park it here. I'll be fine. All right. What about Raleigh? What's your reaction when you get this text? How are you trying to get to the astronomy tower? I think Raleigh seeing like the text just of all the places they would choose. I don't. I don't think I made this thing to go upstairs. Well, I guess I'll find out. And he's just going to tuck his phone into his overalls, have Scooter take one of the, the levers to help him attempt piloting this mech to get the, the wheels out. He's just going to, like, dart across campus as fast as possible. Make a flight roll for me, Raleigh. Let's call it a difficulty of six to avoid detection in your giant haphazard mech. Eleven. Hey. All right. Yeah, you get there. As far as you can tell, there's very few people in the hallways of your school. A lot of people are clearly listening to the requests of the headmistress. But it's still surprisingly empty as you make your way over to this tower. Yeah, I'd like to think that he's, like, knocking stuff over the entire time. Probably at one point forgets where the brakes are, slams into a bunch of lockers, and then just pulls himself out and just keeps going. There is a small scene when he's, like, sneaking past some, like, teachers who are in the hallway, and there's, like, a small squeaking as, like, he's, like, pushing this down on a trolley, and the squeaking gets faster as soon as he's past that part of the hall. This frantic trolley squeak. So... Raleigh, when you get to this tower, there is, of course, a set of stone spiral stairs that go all the way up to the top of said tower. The entrance was not designed for giant metal mechs, though, and it is not going to be easy to fit this thing inside and up these steps. You would potentially be able to but it would be a very very tight fit i think seeing the chariot and the horses and stuff already outside and raleigh knowing that like the odds of getting up there aren't very good there'd be a pretty tight squeeze just like all right well guess we'll guess they'll have to wait longer to see my cool invention a scooter can you or eat and he kind of rolls down the the windows for the cockpit and like all right just keep her safe scooter salutes <laughs> with one of his tails and like scurries over to the controls of this mech that he somehow understands how to pilot classically trained pilot like all possums are yeah, well raleigh's just gonna puff it up the stairs then as you start making your way up these stairs Feel your footsteps getting heavier. And as you look down, you notice that where your shadow lays along the ground, hands have reached up from it and grab you by your ankles. Oh, well, it looks like this is... Oh, oh no. And Raleigh's going to try to, like, kick them off and try to continue going up the stairs as fast as possible. Power in numbers. So... 
make me a fight roll. Let's call it difficulty of four. I'm really good at fight. That's a three. I have no adversity. Well, good news mm-hmm. is you do now. Luna and Nia, you hear a goblin scream come from down the stairs as Raleigh, you are pulled down into your own shadow. Do you think Raleigh fell down the stairs? I think Raleigh was probably attacked by something. Knowing your luck, we should go again. Oh, God help, I'm being attacked by something. Wait, it already started. And then she's going to like start running down the stairs. Like, why do we meet up at the top of this? I wanted to look at... Let's just go. <laughs> so, Raleigh, as you were pulled into your shadow, you suddenly find yourself blinded by bright lights, and your hearing is overwhelmed by not screams of terror but screams of excitement and adrenaline. And suddenly you hear people chanting all around you. And when you open your eyes, Raleigh, you realize that you are in a place that is surprisingly familiar to you, but a place you haven't been in at least a long time If ever. Raleigh, you're inside of a wrestling ring. Raleigh, he's going to look down. What is he wearing? Is he wearing just his normal clothes? Well, let's take a step back here. So we've talked a little bit off mic about Raleigh's family business. Has Raleigh ever participated in the family business? Yes, he has. And he was not good at it. All right. What was Raleigh's Wrestlesona? His Wrestlesona was the Little Red Bandit. And if that's the case, he is probably wearing like one of the like the half like half masks that you see in wrestling. And he's probably just wearing like red trunks and like boots. As he is just... Well, hands taped up, and he just looks around like, oh, shit, I'm dead, aren't I? This is hell. And standing across the ring from you, Raleigh, is your father. And what is your dad's wrestle, Sona? What's his character? I think he's one of those classic wrestlers where, like, he doesn't have, like, a Sona. He's just like, my name is Bobby Lee Redcap, and I'm here to break your bones. Just the very much, like, Dustin Rhodes or, you know, just big guy here to fight. Across the ring from you stands your father who looks at you and says, well, if you ain't gonna be any good, at least you're gonna be good for getting me over, kid. And he charges at you with just murderous intent in his eyes. Raleigh, how do you react? Raleigh's gonna, like, take a few steps back and, like, Try to do what any person who's getting charged in the ring does. Get, like, up, like, halfway out through the ropes and be like, Dad, no, wait, let's, let, maybe let's not do this right now. And, or, oh, God. And what do the fans look like around them, by the way? Are these, like, just faceless people or are these, like, people that he might know, like, family and stuff like that? Just out of curiosity. 
as you look around, they are people you know. There's a couple of family members. You also notice Luna and Nia in the crowd cheering for your dad. As well as Tracon sitting front row with a big cardboard sign that says Break his bones, Bobby Lee. Oh, God. Cut back to Luna and Nia in the tower. As the two of you are descending the steps, you see not Raleigh, but a shadow form of Raleigh. Like, you know in Kingdom Hearts when Sora would go into, like, heartless mode when you tried to transform? Mm-hmm. That's essentially what this version of Raleigh looks like. Except he's like, he looks like Raleigh, except he's slightly hunched over with his shoulders up and looks absolutely feral and vicious. Raleigh? Did Raleigh turn into that or did Raleigh make a worse Raleigh? Or did they replace Raleigh? He starts charging up the stairs at you all, essentially on all fours, so that he can move faster, opening his mouth, and you see that he's got these little, very tiny, sharp goblin teeth. I am going to grab a potion, just down it, and then try to grab him as he charges at us. Go ahead and make a fight roll for me. Mm-hmm. Let's call this a difficulty. I'm going to say this is a difficulty of six. That's a six. All right. What's this look like? What are you doing? Or I guess what are you attempting to do once you grab Raleigh? Are you just holding him or are you like slamming him down? What's going on? Well, I'm down, but not like super hard. Trying to be like, okay, just like hold him like. Is this Raleigh? Is it being mind control? What's happening here? But like, hold him and prevent him from hurting us or himself. Yeah, you're able to hold him, but it's a bit like holding a hand that really doesn't want to be held. You're getting like scratched all to hell, but it's very much not the Raleigh you know at the very least. And Neil, what are you doing as you see Luna press this Shadow Raleigh into the ground? And you can tell that she's got him for now, but she won't for long. I I, I think Nia's just looking over like, oh, I don't... What's wrong with him? I don't want to hurt him. And she's going to point the sword over towards him. And you see out of the tip of the sword, just like braze out like a little net of shadows around Raleigh. It, it's like just trying to catch an animal right now come on and she's just gonna point and shoot a little net all right that is adorable and i'm going to say this probably summoning so it'll be brainstorm or grit i'll let you choose i'll choose charm all right how long do you want to net Shadow Raleigh? Let's see. Just like five minutes. All right. And is this something Nia's done before? No. 
All right. So I'm going to say this is a magic roll. I'm going to call this a difficulty of seven. Okay. No, let's make it eight. Oh, well, that is a six. And then with the magic die, as long as it's one, good. You say again. Hey. That's a ten total. All right. So are you just trying to, like, net him so that he can't move? What's this look like here? Yeah, just wrap up his body. His head could be outside of the net, though. Just, like, give him a little kick. Like a little cocoon to just like squirm in. All not right. The first time Raleigh's been captured in a net. Oh, I believe mm. it. That's why it felt fitting. So, yeah, this Shadow Raleigh is definitely not happy about this. He's squirming around trying to fight his way out. But the two of you have something akin to peace here. What do you want to do? Luna, you have. Like, you're not bleeding, but you have been, like, scratched and bitten pretty badly that, like, there is probably blood from, like, the cuts on I think I'm looking through my bag for, like, a healing potion. Oh, she's doing that. But Nia is just going to, like, poke over at the squirming feral Raleigh. He's like, all right, come on, buddy. What's, what's up with you? You aren't normally. What's up with you? Take a brains roll for me. Let's call this a difficulty of five. Oh no, I have a D4. That's a one. So as you're over poking at and looking at this shadow, Raleigh, you see him go still for a moment. And then shadows start flooding out of him, out of the net, up the walls and like, covering in essentially a circle around him up the walls on the ceiling along the ground and they are these spider-like shadow versions of Raleigh all equally feral and all about to storm the two of you and then she panics and rolls Raleigh down the stairs and then runs up the tower oh Oh, is, can I see where they're coming from? They seem to have spawned from out of Shadow Raleigh. No. Okay. Cut back to inside of this wrestling ring. Raleigh, you are grabbed by the head by your dad as he approaches you. And everybody is cheering for you to get your ass kicked. You're, like, halfway in the ropes, and he's, like, trying to pull you back into the ring. What are you doing here? Ollie is, like, clutching onto the middle rope for his dear life and looking back and said, Dad, I don't want to fight. I don't want to wrestle. Can we just, can we, like, talk this out? Or, you know, maybe just, you know, not in the middle of a ring in front of, like, literally everyone. You're always talking about talking. But this is wrestling. This is man's business. If you want to try to hold on to this rope, I'm going to need you to take a brawn roll for me. Difficulty of four. Definitely going to give that a shot because Raleigh's also good at brawn. <laughs> I'm going to take my drosty. Yeah, Raleigh, your fingers just slip off of this rope quickly. 
and your dad lifts you up into the air and slams you down into the mat. You're looking up at him with the wind knocked out of you, slightly blinded by the bright lights. You've got a chance to try to talk to him, but he may or may not listen. And I, I don't want to do this. It's not... I went to school for magic not to do... I was never good at this. Can we please stop? Never even tried to be good at it. You just ran away when things got hard. Does Raleigh know if he can cast magic yet in this place? Just out of curiosity. Yeah, you would assume you'd be able to. You feel like you did before you got snatched through the shadows. All right. I think what Raleigh's going to attempt to do is that if his dad's not going to back down, then Raleigh is going to get up from off the mat, and then he's going to cast a spell and create two copies of him that are essentially illusions to try to, like, keep his dad distracted. This is probably going to be either brains or charm here. I would argue charm in this, because I think this is more deception yeah, that tracks. How long do you want this to last, and what's your experience like with this? Raleigh is very good with illusions. I think he just needs them to last, like, a few minutes. So I imagine, like, contact might cause him to disperse or something like that. Like, Naruto style. All right. Let's call this charm magic. This seems like it wouldn't be that difficult for Raleigh to do. I'm gonna say... Difficulty of six. Oh my god. You beat six. <laughs> a little bit. Do I even need to roll a magic die? Go ahead and roll it and we'll read the result out for the audience that's listening. So that is a 20 overall. Tell me what these very good clones look like and what you're doing as your dad definitely completely falls for it. So I think you get like two very identical like copies of Raleigh wearing his wrestling gear. One of them, I think, has like a steel chair in hand. And let's see, what's what's a good... I think the other one has like a kendo stick or something like that. Like typical like wrestling weapons. And Raleigh himself, like the real version, is going to kind of like back up a bit and sort of like have the illusions kind of circle around his dad. What's Raleigh trying to accomplish here is your dad is like fighting off these illusions. Dad, if we're going to fight, then I'm going to fight my way. I'm going to use a bit of magic because I went to school for it and stuff. Yeah. And then I think Raleigh is going to attempt to conjure his own weapon. Elliot, what's a fun wrestling weapon that I should have? Because this is... Need your help with this. A chair made of fire. Uh, barbed wire bad, but the barbed wire is lightning. Ooh, yeah, that's a good that one. that does sound really cool. I want to do that then. And I want to basically, I'm going to have Raleigh and the illusions like all leap in at once and essentially try attacking. Clearly only one of them's real, but the distraction is just hoping that we'll give them a chance to, you know, not die. All right. Roll me a fight magic roll here. And I'm going to say difficulty of 10 on this. So good at fight. Oh, Lord. Take another adversity. All right. We will get to 
the results of that in just a second. That's a six, by the way, for people listening at home. Because Nia and Luna are being chased up this tower by a flood of Shadow Rallies. What are the two of you doing? I think Nia just like runs straight past Luna. It's like, nope, no, 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 no. I'm I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. And then she's like trying to like find like the nearest window to jump out away from this. Oh, oh okay. We're running away. We're not trying to figure out what's up with Raleigh. We're just we're just leaving. I I mean like I don't want to leave him behind, but it's just a, a lot right now. Okay. Okay, you leave. Right. You leave. But what? No, it's okay. I'll take care of it. Uh, she's going to transform. Have we ever described what it looks like when Luna transforms? I think we have. She just, like, starts getting bigger. And, like, her body changes. I feel we've, I feel we've done it. Okay, that's fair. Nia, you are enough behind Luna that you watch as she starts transforming, you've got a split-second decision whether you want to jump out of a window and avoid this or stay and fight alongside Luna. I, I think she is going to balance in fetal position at the windowsill and just watch just because she doesn't want to be doing this but if anything happens to Luna then she wants to be able to take her out of this alright Luna what are you doing as this flood of Raleigh's closes in on you and your girlfriend I'm just gonna go listen these are not Raleigh these are something else so I'm just gonna start going at them start swiping them and biting at them all right, take a fight roll for me. Let's call this a difficulty of six. That's two. I think I'm going to invoke my a tough. It, uh, I'll get a plus three to the negative, so it'll be a five instead of a two. So, Luna, you meet these Raleigh's as they are attacking and swarming you. You swat away the first few pretty easily, and they're still nowhere near as strong as you, but just by sheer law of numbers, they're overtaking you, and you feel teeth and claws and tiny little goblin fists and knees and elbows, and you can feel yourself getting overwhelmed. Neil, what are you doing as you see this? I think immediately she's going to try to do kind of like the opposite of Lu the opposite of Luna's magic of instead of teleporting to a place she wants to teleport Luna to her and just like jump out carrying her is the goal. So she's got time to just like use magic to just like bring her over. I'm gonna call that probably flight magic. Okay. I'm guessing you want this to be instantaneous. Is this something that Nia has done much of before? No, she's only seen it happen by Raleigh. But it's usually a lasso involved. Okay, let's call this flight magic. 
It's going to be difficulty of seven here. I'll take it as an eight. All right. Describe this for me. What's it look like as you teleport your girlfriend to? Yeah, I think that there is just this open hand that comes out and a projection of light from the hand, almost like this radiant laser pointer ends up like going straight in Luna's direction. And then the light almost like as soon as it touches Luna, just almost is reabsorbed back to the hand. That hand also now holding light. Hey, okay, are you ready to leave now? Yeah. Let's... I'm not happy, but let's go. Okay, yeah, I'm not happy about this either. And then just carry her out the window and is going to just attempt to make a... Probably not a parachute in this case. She's just going to, like, point her sword down and make a slide for them to go quickly down. Just because falling sounds painful. I don't think that you necessarily need to roll for this because you did get your flight roll just previously. I think the two of you are able to make it relatively safely down to the ground. You find yourself sort of in the courtyard area of the campus of this school. And the astronomy tower that you came out of, the door bursts open as do the windows, as this just torrential flood of shadow creatures is pouring out of it. And down the walls, presumably in your direction once it hits the ground, but also kind of everywhere at the same time. And inside of the wrestling ring, Raleigh and Raleigh and Raleigh jump at his father with weapons in hand. But before you're able to attack him, a second joins your dad's side. And you see that Tracon has come out of the crowd and double clotheslines your two shadow clones down to the ground and they dissipate into the air. You've got to be shitting me. Okay. Tricot, I, I mean, this makes for like a really bad first date. Maybe you could not beat me up with the help of my dad. That would be ideal. Oh, also, hey, dad, this this is my also potential future boyfriend. Oh, also, I'm gay. Tricot laughs when you say that. This is... Makes you think I'd want to date a puny little runt like you. But you you said... Alright, this... None of this shit's real. I'm My real dad is kind of a jerk sometimes, but he's not such a huge asshole. And you were... I remember what happened. I'm... You know what? I'm doing a big spell. I'm doing the big boy spell now. And, uh, rolling to drop his bat, and he's going to perform the spell that he had been practicing the night before. The binding spell. Because it was a night in game, but it's been two weeks in real life. Can you remind me what that was? Uh, that was a spell, basically, when he did, it made, like, the big red chains, but uh, uh, essentially we're going to put his, like, two, both of his arms out, and then he's going to create, like, uh, these little magical glyphs in his hand, and... As he moves him around, it creates like a little red circle, I think, uh, beneath his dad and uh, Tracon. 
and then he's going to basically push his magic forward and it causes red chains to shoot up and like bind people down that makes sense all right i'm gonna say probably either fight or grit magic here i think grit's fitting it's a tough spell all right how long do you want this to last and what's your experience like with it well his experience is that he's cast it once i think technically he only needs it to last a handful of seconds but i guess a few minutes would be fitting he's got to get the pin I'm going to say grit magic, let's say difficulty of eight here. Okay, so that's a six overall, but I have enough adversity to meet the difference. And I also have, and I learned this spell, you gave me the, the thing for adversity to use whenever I use this spell. So I'm going to oh. tap into that. Yeah, I don't think you remember that because that was like a century ago. Yeah, I did not remember that, but I like that. Yeah. Good job past me. <laughs> so I guess he will use the four adversity from that so I can save my normal tokens to uh, finish out the spell. All right. Give me the rest of this scene here. What's it look like as Raleigh battles his internal demons <laughs> and pins their shoulders to the mat? Yeah. So we see like the red change uh, shoot out from the binding circles. And I think when they wrap around Tracon, they're like a little more, I think they're not chains for him. They're kind of like, uh, probably like ribbons or something. Cause he's not trying to be mean to Tracon. And I think that's just his feelings manifesting in the spell. But for his dad, there's like big bulky red chains and they wrap around him in a way that kind of like pins his legs down and then pulls his like back and shoulders like onto the mat. And they like strap over like at least a dozen times. So I feel like his dad's big enough where he can kind of push through some of them. So it needs to be like an excessive amount of layers. And I think by the time you have finished like pinning them down to the ground, you hear that the crowd's chants have turned from cheering against you to chanting your name. And then Raleigh's just going to walk a remainder rest of the way across the ring, put one foot over his dad's chest, and then uh, look at, is there a referee? <laughs> just out of curiosity? Or has this just been a, is this one of those matches? Yeah. As you look, this is the first time you've seen the referee, but it's Kevin. That's perfect. Count him out. He drops down and hits the one two, three, and as the hand comes down to the mat for three, Raleigh, you find yourself waking up in the astronomy tower on the stairs. The tower is overwhelmed by shadow creatures, and you can hear Luna and Nia Actually, no, I think you, like, see them slide out of the window as the building is being overwhelmed. Why does it feel like someone dropped me down the stairs? Oh. Oh, I should... I should... Oh, okay, I should probably go. I, oh, and then Raleigh's just going to, like, dart, I guess, back down. Or, I guess, what's closer, the slide or just running down the stairs? You know, you're about halfway between them. It's the dealer's choice here. Well, I gotta take the slide then. 
even if it is just a boring normal slide. Raleigh's going to add a little water to it to make it more fun. All right, so I'm going to need you to roll it. No. Yeah, Raleigh, you are able to reunite with Luna and Nia at the bottom of this slide as there is a swarming flood of shadow creatures pouring out of this building into the courtyard. And a swarming flood of water off the slide over, like just right over Nia as well. Yeah, you see Raleigh. Wee! <laughs> he goes down the water slide, somehow flies off of it and lands gently in Nia's arms. And Nia just has like very discontent dressed and like hair is now soaked while like having Raleigh in her arms. So was was that you back there? I'm gonna be honest, I don't know what you're talking about. I just had like the weirdest dream. Like I was like fighting my dad. Oh, by the way, my dad's a wrestler. I'm not sure if I told you. It's a whole weird thing. Yeah, I had to wrestle my dad, dad and then Traycon was gonna help him and then like it wasn't really working him. out for him. Yeah, it, it was it was really weird. Okay, where is he? Oh, well, it was like I think it was like some sort of like dream sequence thing, like you know, in like animes when it's like, you know, the protagonist is fighting their ultimate fears or something. No. I Raleigh just versus his lips. We got to. All right. Well, maybe let's just not go into that. I'm fine now. I'm I'm good. I think I feel like someone threw me downstairs, though. Like my back hurts <laughs> really bad. Oh, that's. That's awful. Yeah, but that did slam you to the mat a few times. So maybe, that, maybe that's what that it was, is. It was probably like. Your dad attacked you in the dream and you lost balance or something. Oh, yeah, that that definitely happened. It, it definitely wouldn't be like you would drop me downstairs because you're my friend. You'd never do that. <laughs> no, I'm your friend. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I'm glad that we agree that you wouldn't do that. <laughs> oh, where's Luna? Luna's still in wolf mode. So she just like, I think she nuzzles her face against yours. Oh, thank you. And I think Raleigh, like, just, I'm trying to think, like, would it be rude for, like, Raleigh to pat Luna on the head or something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Raleigh just gives a gentle. She'll let you. Yeah, Raleigh just gives a gentle pat. It's like, oh, are we going to, like, fight the shadow things now? Oh, did you see my, did you see my Gundam? Your what? And then, like, Nia drops Raleigh to also pat Luna. Yeah. Oh, my, oh, my. My ass bone. Oh, God. You're what? As you all look over to the giant metal mech that Raleigh has created and left at the front of this tower, you see it start moving. And it starts, like, kicking and punching at these shadow creatures and making its way over towards you all. Gooder is visibly fighting them off. Maybe. You you can't really see from where it is who is in control of this mech. All right. Yeah, it's only Luke Scooter. Like, who else could it be? That's my Gundam. Any um, reaction? The flood is almost on you as this mech is seemingly moving on its own or maybe piloted by a two-tailed possum. Okay, we need uh, to, like... Do some like can we like where are they coming from? Can we like set them on fire like you would like a really bad nest or hive or something like that? I mean, the one shadow just grabbed me like 
from the floors. I don't know if they're like coming from like a centralized point or something. <laughs> well, I haven't seen other staff here, so I can only assume it's been spawning in other places too. Here or that, or they're just lazy and we're on our own here. Okay, we'll go back for we'll go back for your gun thing. Oh my god, the bone roller! And then she starts running towards it. Uh, Luna follows you. Raleigh sort of limps after them. All right, Nia, are you doing anything to fight these creatures to get through them, or what's this look like as you're trying to get through this sea of shadows to the bone roller? If they're more like shadows and not as much like Raleigh spiders, then they she finds that way easier to fight and is way less afraid of them now. Because like everybody has shadows. She sees a shadow every single day. These things just happen. So in that case, she's just going to pull out her normal sword and the wooden sword that she was supposed to give to Kevin but didn't have enough time to and totally forgot. And it's just going to start slicing through and you'll see that she's going to just enchant each of them with the type of necrotic energy that she's just trying to practice along the way just like well it's all there's always room to practice on the job luna like i think luna like grabs you and and like or no i think she just like pushes you with her head <laughs> all right yeah let's get him <laughs> okay yeah okay do you what, what, what are you telling me right now do you want me to like no i don't have any ideas i i think she just Rest against you, and then goes, Breath. Oh, I don't know what that means, but you too. Clearly, right. she wants you to rough them up. Y'all are really cute together. Thank you. It's true, and she's just gonna, like, nuzzle back while having these, like, necrotic swords around her. <laughs> oh. Take up. Well, are you fighting, <laughs> or are you just making love, not war? Yeah, and then she'll say, like, okay, I'll be right back. I need to grab the horses and your anime thing. And then she's going to, like, run back to the, towards the tower to just slash through them. Yes, she'll fight. Okay, make a fight roll for me, difficulty of six. Okay. Well, no, oh, gee. Oh, my God. That's a, that's a 20 with some modifiers there. All right. Tell me how you slice and dice through these shadows. Yeah. So as she's just been practicing with some of the necromancy and trying to like just treat necromancy less of like a taboo resurrection project and more of like a way to say, oh, life force and death is just a thing that happens and it is a resource. Just like electricity and heat are just energy sources and resource that we use. Death magic can be the same way. So she's just using that as like a second channel to be able to put magic into her spells. So she has two of her swords and there's a small wispy whirring sound of the necrotic magic around each sword, making them like a death powered chainsaw or each of them like a death powered chainsaw. She's just slashing through with these. Now that they don't look like spiders or Raleigh, it's just so much easier. There's almost like a field day of like maniacal laughter as she's just like going through. All right. And you are able to fairly easily get to the bone roller with 
these two swords? Are Luna or Raleigh following after? Luna's following, and if, like, anything comes from the back or she misses one, Luna, like, goes and bites it in half and keeps going. Raleigh is, I think, finally catching up a little bit, and as opposed to actually trying to fight any along the way, he just, like, kind of bobs and weaves and, like, baseball slides between, like, shadow legs and he has to to keep up. So, Raleigh, are you going for the mech or the skeletal chariot? I, I was going for the mech. It's got to go for the Slamatron, which is now what I'm going to call it. All right. As you make your way to the mech and presumably up inside it, you see Nia's face inside of it. But rather than what Nia is wearing as she climbs into the bone roller, this Nia is wearing, I believe it was the uh, Britney Spears schoolgirl outfit. Oh, yeah. With a leather jacket with spikes on the shoulders. Dog whistle from somewhere. <laughs> Who knows where? It's a Raleigh is going to, like, climb up the side of the mech, but, hey, what are you doing in there? Where's Scooter? I'm helping. Oh, and he's pushing the pedals. You know, you've really, uh, designed this for a person much taller than yourself. I mean, okay, good point, but you don't need to, like, rub it in my face. Regardless, you're welcome. And she, like, punts one of these shadow creatures. And sends it flying into the air, Team Rocket style. All right, well, don't break the Slamatron, and I want it back when we're done, hopefully not getting eaten by shadow people. Yeah, uh, can you build me one of these? This thing's cool as fuck. I mean, I can, I'll work on it. We'll figure it out. But first, we gotta survive this. Just keep doing thing. Also, this button shoots out the magic missiles, and this one's the sword right here. She presses the missile button immediately. Like, purple arcane missiles just firing off and exploding into the distance. I think one of them, like, hits a tree or something and, like, sends it, like, falling down. Don't press it now. As the tree falls, it cuts over to the tree that was standing next to it, which just starts crying and weeping for its fallen brother. Oh, that tree's a widow now. That's so sad. Uh, a weeping widow. Oh, I immediately regret my jokes. Uh, as Nia and Luna climb into the bone roller and Raleigh is on the mech with Mia, you all see that the Sea of Shadows has slightly parted. It's made almost like a donut shape. There's still a lot of these shadows left. But in the middle, there is a single solitary figure whose arms and legs are bound in shadow chains, tying them to the ground. And Raleigh, you would recognize that this is a Tracon. And the three of you hear inside of your heads a voice that says, Surrender to us the one that does not belong to you, and we will return to you the orc does. 
How about we just kick your ass because you're on our turf now, not in your weird, creepy shadow realm. Also, he probably says that out loud because I don't think Raleigh understands. He probably could have just thought it or something. Yeah, Nia just realized that she was just thinking her response and then finally says that out loud. Can you come out and, you know, fight us like yourself so we can beat you up? Or you can even beat us up if you're like here, here. You watch as the shadows start undulating, forming together, and absorb Tracon. And they start growing and shifting and morphing until there is a kaiju-sized humanoid shadow creature in the middle of this courtyard, staring the three of you down. And that's where we're ending for this week, because this is going on longer than I expected. Ball rollers will never but, end. <laughs> well, yeah, it will go into season two. But yeah, next time is finale part two, the squeakquel. Until then, uh us on twitter at elliot presents find us individually on twitter go to our patreon our discord our uh threadless shop there's hopefully going to be new merch up by the time i drop this episode and yeah also all of those links are in the show notes or at linktree slash podcaster elliot i believe uh, the link will also be in the show notes because links on links on links. I hope you all had fun recording and had fun listening. And until next time, remember that uh, whatever you are, that's magical. As long as you're not a dick. Don't be a dick. Love y'all. Beating up people who are dicks is magical. Yeah. <laughs> True magic. Beat dicks. Wait a second. Fade in on Harbor Vale, a sleepy town in coastal Maine. Its residents continually harrowed by an unyielding mist that intrudes from the Atlantic. And, much like the town, veiled by this persistent precipitation, its residents veil secrets of their own. Secrets of an ancestral curse and the desire to embrace it. Secrets of justice, distributed in the shadows. Secrets of newfound duty and a life left behind. Secrets of bestial instinct, clawing its way to the surface. And as we cast our eyes towards these silent secrets, we shall delve even deeper into what truly transpires down by the bay. These Silent Secrets is a Monster Hearts 2 actual play podcast.